This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. And uh, the Lord just wanted me to talk about the tongue some more. And because, uh, you know, everyone's got one. And uh, <laughs> we have to, have to deal with it. And I um, appreciate many of you have shared that you've... Uh, notice a change in your mouth and just evaluating it and we have to hear the word of God and be reminded uh, because it's easy to let the mouth do its own thing and we want to make sure that we keep it pleasing to God we keep it submitted to God he's the one that tames it but we're the one that has to be willing to present our our tongues our, our mouth our words unto him so we've been looking at moving forward and to move forward you should know by now this is the fourth uh, message in the series you should know by now that your tongue can hold you back your tongue can ensnare your life you can be praying the right things but then you can be speaking against what you were praying about and you can speak it and speak it and put yourself into captivity and or you can use your words to agree with God and it can set you free. And you can be in that place of strength before the Lord. So our words are important. Even what you speak to yourself. And that's one of the things I want to gear in on again uh, in this uh, message today. Is uh, confessing the word of God. Because it, it really... And the Lord ministered to me just what effect it's had in my life. And that's confessing the Word of God. And when I got saved, I uh, I heard Kenneth Hagin and and people talking about confessing the Word. So I've been confessing the Word a long time. But I realized that the scriptures I know is the ones I've been confessing for years. the, The ones that... I have revelation is the ones I've been speaking and confessing. So it's important that we are speaking the Word of God. And it's a way for us to do it on purpose is to confess His Word. The Word of God is the most powerful words that exist. And God has given us the privilege and the honor of using His words or speaking His words. Now, it used to be, you look at the Old Testament, you know, it's just uh, very few that got to speak the Word of God. But we all, we're all kings and priests, and we all can speak the Word of God. Has there been excess? Yes, there has. I, I've seen it. I know we've all seen people that have taken, uh, a person was telling me last week, they, they said, thanks for teaching the, the truth with the balance, because they had gotten called up confessing the Word and seen it, where people just got to majoring on getting stuff. And you can get off target. Even Kenneth Hagin actually warned against that. You can get off target. And we're, we want to confess the word because we want to draw close to him. Him is word or one. We need to fall in love with the word of God and we need to confess what he says. We need to be in agreement with him. The word of God says, how can two walk together unless they agree? And you're not going to walk with God if you are in disagreement with him. You're just, it's just not going to happen. So we've got to agree with him. We've got to put the word of God in us. 
Well, Pastor, that will take some effort. Yeah, it takes some effort. But once you get in the habit of it, the peace and the strength that comes, you can feel strength coming into your life when you feast on life and spirit. That's what Jesus said, the Word of God is life and spirit. You can feast on that, and it doesn't take long that you can be powered up, that it makes a difference in your life. And you can take any scripture. You know, I overcome because of the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. What's your testimony? What you're speaking? What are you saying? And you can just start saying that, that one scripture. It's uh, over in Revelations, Revelations 12. And you just start, I overcome. Something comes up that day that looks like you're being overcome inside. And you get to the point where the scripture just come to you. Inside you'll hear, you overcome. And it'll be more like this. I overcome by the blood of the Lamb, the word of my testimony. And you start speaking that verse and you find yourself meditating on it until it becomes a part of you. And you can make it fun. One thing I, I, I did learn that, you know, just saying the same old scripture uh, can get boring in a way. But what you need to do is think about what it's saying and focus on it. But you can, you can change it up. You can say, overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. You can emphasize another part, you know. Or you might want to emphasize uh, overcome. I overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. You just kind of have fun with it. And you never know. I've had it come out different ways. A situation come up. I just hear inside. I hear me saying, I overcome. No matter what I'm facing. You know what that brings me? Peace. I mean, want peace. Well, I'm getting peace from his word. I'm not twisting his arm trying to get him to do something. And I've seen confessing, people confessing what is as if it's not. And that's why I'm saying that's extreme. They come up for prayer. And this is years ago, but there was people that come up and say, pray for me. I said, What's the, what are we praying about? I can't tell you it's a bad confession. Well, something's wrong with your leg. I see a cast on it. You're hobbling. Nothing's wrong with my leg. How dare you? See, they're, they're calling the things that are as if they're not. And the Word doesn't tell us to do that. You can say, I fell off the ladder. I broke my leg. I believe Jesus the healer is his healing powers working in my leg. And that's, that's the balance. I had a friend that drove a Volkswagen and he said, step into my Cadillac. <laughs> now I understood. After a while, I mean first time, step into my Cadillac. I kind of laugh. He goes, I'm serious. Don't you see it? Don't you feel it? I said, no. No, I really don't. I feel like a man Volkswagen. And he got in this. He was calling things that are as if they're not. That's a lie. 
That's the difference. So we want to grow to draw close to God. We want to confess his word. His word is holy. His word is powerful. And we're seeking him when we're, we're speaking this word. And we're bringing peace and strength into our life. Hallelujah. Well, God intends for us to use words to bring his will in our life. And I'll, I'll just say this. If you're not speaking it, you're not going to be living it. Because you're going to be speaking something. Something's coming out of your mouth. Your tongue is busy. It's saying something. It needs, it's either life or death. So we want it to be speaking life. Doesn't mean we're perfect in this. It means we're moving towards it. The Word of God we saw last week it's like a, a bridle or a bit in a horse's mouth. You turn it which way you want it to go towards its destination. Or it's like a rudder on a large ship. See, so we're the ship. And our tongue, what we believe in our heart, and we're saying is turning and moving our entire life. Joshua 1.8, uh, the Lord said, Meditate on the word of God day and night. Don't let depart from your mouth. Keep speaking it, and you will make your way successful. Didn't say God will, you will. Make your way successful. So speaking the word of God has to be a part of our life. We have to be speaking it and saying it. We saw also the out-of-control mouth. Remember, the, the kindle, it kindles a fire, and it can burn thousands of acres, can affect other people and destroy their life. So uh, out-of-control tongue is an out-of-control life. And it is so powerful. You can read Proverbs. There's so many verses uh, in there about the tongue. But to continually describe your current situation requires no faith. If you continually say your current situation, that requires no faith. Because faith will speak of the things that are not, not as if they are. So you speak the word of God. It's not a lie. It's a truth that supersedes the natural circumstance or natural truth that you're walking in. So we speak what God says. Now you don't go around speaking in front of people who don't understand, don't believe. Because they're just going to not understand. Amen? We're to really enforce what God wants to happen in the earth. We are the body of Christ, the church of the living God. We are the hope of the world. We need to be speaking life and speaking hope and speaking love. So in Colossians 4, verse 5, it says, Walk in wisdom towards those who are outside, redeeming the time. Let your speech always say always. You can look that up. It means all the time. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. I tell you how to answer, answer with grace, season with salt to preserve them. How many know how to answer now? 
Does that mean we never correct? We, we don't make adjustments? Of course we do. God does. He makes adjustments in his word all the time. How many have ever received a, a God adjustment? He is a great chiropractor. I see that. <laughs> yes, sir. How many have ever been spanked by the Lord? I have. If he spanks you, he loves you. If he makes an adjustment, it's because you're his son or daughter. If you're not getting the chiropractor treatment or spanking every once in a while, well, I can tell you this, you're not perfect. You probably need to get in the Word of God and draw closer to God. Pastor, you just understand, I am pretty close to perfect. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Proverbs 18, 21, remember, it says, The tongue has power, life and death. One translation says, Let your words be gracious and attractive. Boy. What a beautiful thing to hear that. What a beautiful thing to go to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> we got some Chick-fil-A people, that's right. Yeah. I mean, what happens when you go there? I just want to bless them. And, you know, you, you get your stuff, they go, have a blessed day. You too, sister. I just love this place. <laughs> I don't know what they think about me, but I just the service is just so refreshing. Anybody ever had bad service at a store or anywhere? Oh, well, let me just put that. Anybody ever had good service besides Chick-fil-A? Thank God. There's a couple of us. <laughs> Matthew 12, verse 34, it's just Jesus speaking. He said, For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things, and the evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say to you, for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, by your words you will be condemned. And you actually read before this, Jesus is talking about, uh, you know, either make the tree good or make it bad. <laughs> and and he's, he's, he's saying, here you are, you have an evil heart, and you're trying to say good things. It just doesn't work. And he's talking about the mouth. He's talking about what you, you speak and said, we are to have out of the good treasure on the inside of us speak good words. So what do you do? You put in your heart the Word of God, and you're putting good, a good treasure inside of you, and it comes out. Now, this is sobering here. I referred to it, I think, the last uh, couple messages, so I thought, well, we need to look at this verse. But every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. Now, don't want to freak anyone out, but God is recording everything that you say. That's what that means. Now, I don't, want, I don't know what kind of system he has, but he's recording it. I heard a testimony the other day, a person who died went to heaven, got to come back. <laughs> but they, uh, 
The Lord, you hear, you see a little movie. He saw every word of discouragement and hurt that had affected people. And the Lord said, do you want to come back? He said, yes, I, I need to say some different things. Now, the good news is there is forgiveness. And you can stop and, and get uh, forgiveness and cleansing for the junk that we've said. And I recommend that. I, I really want, when I get there, is for him to play the recording. And it just says, cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. <laughs> That's what I want to hear. There's nothing on this recording. It's been the only way it can be clean is by the blood of Jesus. Please step forward. What's your robe size? Okay. okay. Anyway. I've got now all these uh, testimonies by heaven. I don't know what. Okay. So what this tells me, we need to guard what we're allowing into our heart. And we need to watch what we're watching. <laughs> we need to, what we're hearing. And we think it doesn't affect us, but it does, because Jesus said it does. And it will come out of you if you hear it enough. There's some things we don't need to be watching and listening to. Now, we're going to be out in the world for jobs and everything, so we're going to hear stuff anyway. What more of more importance when you're by yourself in your time that you make sure you put some truth in there and put the good news of the gospel. You put the, what God is saying. Because if you don't, you're going to get overrun by this world, by social media, by TV, all that. You're going to get overrun. And we got, we got to speak some things to combat that and keep the truth on the inside of us. Because things can slip. And that's in the Word too. That, that you, Paul talked about, you let some things slip and that can happen to us. So we need to make sure we keep the Word of God in us. The enemy wants us to get hooked on things that rob our effectiveness for God. And there's a lot of good things out there that we can get hooked on, but we cannot let it control our lives. Sports. I've said before how it used to, you know, control my life. Uh, I loved sports, enjoyed it, played sports, but became uh, my main focus. It became... Uh, idol in my life and I mean something's wrong if your team is losing in the national championship even though it was some very poor referee calls <laughs> that you put your chair through your aquarium the aquarium runs out water fish, fish are flopping around the floor And you say, I'll get to it after the ball game. Something's just not, there's a disconnect. Now, I will say this in my defense. We didn't have recording then. 
Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> There's no excuses. I mean, I was into it. If my team lost, you knew it. But I walked around with people that were the same way. You know, we come in to work that Monday, we're all bummed out. Oh, my gosh, we lost, we lost. I mean, and we moved around. So you think we played the game or something? I mean, we're, oh, oh, God. Ooh, I'm hurting. What's wrong? That floor burn. Floor burn? You weren't. Yeah. I mean, we just owned it, possessed it. And it would take a period of time to get over it. Thank God for deliverance and freedom. When I got saved, I gave my heart to Jesus. He had me put away sports. I didn't watch sports for about three years. I didn't miss it. He just took it away. And then one day he said, hey, you can, you can watch that. You can do that. I told someone the other day with the Grizzlies and the main games, I have to watch it now. I do. I have to turn it off. They're recording. So I watched the end of the game. First, I'll see if they won the game. If they lost the game, I don't even fool with it. <laughs> if they won the game, I'll watch the end of the game. I'll watch a few minutes at the end. Thank God for ESPN. They just do a summary. You can literally spend your whole life watching sports now. But we have something much more important, and that's Jesus. And living for him, we got a lost and dying world out there. Proverbs 4, verse 23. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. It doesn't say God will keep your heart. It says you keep your heart. Because out of it spring the issues of life. Life comes out of your heart. What are you putting in your heart? It's whatever you focus on, wherever you meditate on, you're speaking. That's what gets into your heart. And then you'll live it. You live out of your heart. So, uh, husband, you can't keep your wife's heart for her. Or wife, you can't keep your husband's heart for him. He has to keep his heart. Your best friend, you can't keep... Your best friend's heart for them. They have to. We're responsible for what goes into our heart. And then even it can be good things and you have to cut it off and make sure you're getting the best thing and that's the word of God. Choosing that, that good thing. Not being too busy in the kitchen cooking with Martha but choosing to sit at the feet of Jesus choosing that good thing and letting the other things go if you're too busy for God and his word you're too busy and you've got to make time if you want to move forward, if you want life, if you want to overcome, if you want to win in this life, if you want to be effective for God, you've got to agree with him. You've got to get the word of God in you. You've got to fall in love with his word because falling in love with his word is falling in love with him. 
Well, what about the stuff? I believe if you'll seek his face, you'll get his hand. If you'll draw close to him, the blessings will land on you. In fact, they will chase you down. That Kroger's yesterday had to make one of those runs and (laughs) I'm getting food and I go to the quick checkout. I'm wanting out of this place. Don't go to a store on Saturday. It is busy. (laughs) I'm trying to navigate not running into people. I mean, it's just... It's, it's like you're, you're in a go-kart or something. <laughs> Bumper cars, it's more like it. So anyway, I get there and the machine breaks down. I laughed, not. And it says, help is coming to you. I look around for the help. I see nothing. Help! Yeah, I'm over here. And then I notice the other people, they're all going, the whole system's down. Here comes the lady, and she she goes over to the other person and goes, Goes down, the next one comes to me and goes, here, now you're, you're set. So I'm uh, leaving and everything, you know, finish checking, I'm leaving and uh, get my ticket. And, and the Lord said, look at your ticket. I don't look at my ticket. You know, I throw those things away. I just, <laughs> the receipt, I mean, the receipt. So I look at it. Oh. I wasn't charged for. <laughs> There's some items, you know, it's just a few. <laughs> There's items that I've got that aren't there. And I'm going, I need to leave. <sighs> Ma'am, excuse me. You just helped me over here. Everything worked fine, but notice here I've got these groceries, and it's not here. Hmm, that's very odd. Well, I appreciate you doing that, but you see the traffic and the line we got here. You got to go to customer service. <laughs> I laughed. Not. <laughs> go to the customer service line. I'm tempted the whole time. Just get out of here. Just leave. <laughs> Can't do it. Finally, there's just one person in front of me. I don't know what she did, but it had to be the, she had the longest uh, receipt thing come out. She's signing things. I don't know, uh, you know, (laughs) what it was. I felt like I was at the stock markers. All this is coming out, and it's just going on and on and on. Lady said, Oh, can I help you, sir? And I, yes, I showed her to take a receipt, told her what's going on. She goes, Who told you to do this? Come on here. I said, That lady right over there. 
She goes, she did. Well, she goes, I can't do this. I don't have anything to weigh this stuff or do anything. She goes, it's yours. I said, well, thank you. Bless you. And she looked at me, and, and the Lord said that was the reason. It spoke to her. It did something to her, and it spoke to her. And I left. What's that got to do with this? Guard your heart. <laughs> There's all kinds of temptations. <laughs> but you have to guard your heart. The word idle, it says every idle word means lazy, lazy, useless, barren, inoperative, non-working words. Wow. So we, we need to watch what we're saying. If you're sowing to the flesh, you're going to reap corruption. If you're sowing to the spirit, you're going to reap life. In Philippians 4.8, he tells his family, brethren, whatever things are true, wherever things are noble, wherever things are just, wherever things are pure, Wherever things are lovely, wherever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Meditate on these things. Meditation means that you're speaking it to yourself. You're imagining and, and focusing on that word like it, it's yours. You're meditating. He tells us what to meditate on. So we need to meditate on what he says. And when we do that, we'll start speaking different. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And faith always works in this combination. Believing in your heart and speaking it forth. That's the way faith operates. What we allow ourselves to think about, focus on, meditate on, will get into your heart. That's how you get in there. In the Old Testament, uh, the sacrifice were, sacrifices were salted down on the altar. They salt them down. In the New Testament, we're called to be living sacrifices. And we're to have our our speech seasoned with salt. We are to be salted down because you're ineffective, we saw last week, for the kingdom if you don't have control of your mouth. How many want to be effective for the kingdom? Do you know you win the loss through words? Through your words, what you're communicating? Yes, your actions uh, speak, but we use words. God used words to reach us. Jesus came with the Word of God. He spoke. Do you know that the Word of God's His heart? And He spoke His heart to us. And we need to speak and say what He's saying. Salt's preservative. We need to preserve the peace, preserve relationships, one another, self-esteem. What about preserving integrity, moral character, speaking the truth in love? Proverbs 12, 18, sharp words cut like a sword, but words of wisdom heal. We're to be faithful ambassadors, bringing healing. We have good news for people. We have words that will build them up, encourage them, lift them up, strengthen them, cause them to see Jesus, cause them to want to wanna, go to him. They'll want to know what's different about you. 
because of the words of life. We're speaking Romans 10. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. This is the way. Righteousness of faith, that's all of us. We didn't, weren't proclaimed to be righteous because of any action. It's righteousness because of our faith. We believe it's counting us for righteousness. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? That's bring Christ back down. That's not what we say. Or who will descend into the abyss? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. So we're not going into the grave. We're not going up to heaven to get, get Jesus. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith we preach. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. The word salvation or saved is the word sozo. It means to be saved, delivered, protected, to prosper. It means to be healed. It means soundness. And actually, it means all the blessings and all the promises of God or in that word, salvation. And this word, it, it doesn't mean that we just use faith of, to give our life to Jesus and have heaven as our home, be a part of the family of God. It means for every promise of God, we have to get in our heart, we have to speak it forth. They all work the same way. The same way that you got saved, or what we say, born again, it's the same way you receive the other promises. And that's what God wants. He set it up this way. Wouldn't it be something if I could just say this and that and not even believe in my heart? See, heart takes relationship. To get in your heart means you're going to be intimate with that truth. It means you're going to take some time. You're going to hang around with Jesus and hear his words and sit at his feet and get that word within your heart. And when you get in your heart, you'll find yourself speaking some different words. See, if God can change your mouth and change your heart, he can change your life. And you can change your heart and you can change your words by getting the word of God, which is more powerful and trumps over every other word that's spoken. The Word of God, the most powerful thing that exists, that's full of power, full of grace, full of wisdom. It's supernatural. Hallelujah. Because it's Him. Well, believing in your heart takes effort. It does. But confessing the Word of God is being proactive, putting the Word of God in your heart. How do you memorize the Word of God? By confessing the Word. I went back and I, I studied some of the, what we call generals of faith, and I found that they all confessed the Word of God. Now, one thing back then, they didn't have the availability that we have of, uh, you know, soundtracks, tape players, or, you know, MP3s and all this stuff. So they quoted the word and that's how they learned the word of God it got on the inside of them so maybe we need to go back to the basics and start speaking the word of God and getting it on the inside of our heart my friend that started hearing about God still the same yesterday and day forever and he can do anything that took his glasses and stomped them on them during our Lord prayer time Now, he, that, that would be presumption because he was 
it was not in his heart. How do I know it wasn't in his heart? It was because we had to pray for him for a week or so because he was on the road and couldn't see. I'm just telling you. Just a nut. I mean. Hey, you're, you're parked next door for the Bible study. Yeah, I thought that was the house. I, I mean, it just, it was bad. Now, was I tempted to take my glasses off? Actually, I wouldn't. I thought, man, man, these things cost too much. Yeah, I busted too many pairs. No, <laughs> I'm not doing that one. <laughs> but see, he had to go back and buy some glasses. Because he didn't have it in his heart. He just heard a message and oh, that's it, stomps on them. And a lot of times people do things, and we call it presumption, but they do things that they haven't got in their hearts yet. <laughs> so we got to get it in our heart. It takes time, it takes effort, but it's worth it. Once you get you can get addicted to the word. Once you get in the word, it satisfies a hunger inside and it makes you hungry at the same time for more. And it does something to you that changes your life. And when you don't have that time, you're frustrated. <laughs> you want the word of God. No. No, but it's it's true. I can't. I I literally felt like I just started. I'm strange. Okay. I'm on a. Let me. <laughs> it's the new glasses. That's my excuse. Okay. Let me just, I'll, I'll finish this real quick. You remember talked about Adam or Abram and Sarai. God changed their name. Why did he change their name? Because he wanted to get the promise into their heart. That's what he was doing. He was having them confess the word. Every time they heard Abraham, father of many nations... It was working to get in their heart. The Word of God is a seed, and it gets planted, and it starts to develop and grow. And it gets, when it's in our heart, fully produced, you have a harvest. So you're going through this. So everyone that said, you know, Abraham, they were saying, father of many nations, or Sarah, mother of many nations. God changed their name because of this exact principle of the Word of God. You get the Word of God inside of you, you will ch be changed from the inside out. What happened to Sarah? Actually, three, it, it was actually when God changed her name. And what I was going to say last time, I kind of picked on uh, Sarah laughing. Well, Abraham did too. I mean, they both laughed about this. He said, I'm 100 years old and you know, Sarah's 90, and you're saying we're going to have a child. Now, Abraham didn't do this. He didn't say, God, 
I appreciate you wanting to change my name, but I'm a man of integrity, and I cannot do that. I can't call myself the father of many nations because I don't even have a baby. I've got some integrity here. <laughs> no, he didn't do that. So, okay, God, if that's what you're calling me. And what happened? When Sarah's name was changed, three months later, she conceived. Confessing the word, hearing the word, changed their physical body. One year later, she has a baby. I'm telling you, the same power is available today. You get the Word of God in here, it can change your physical body. It can change your situation. It can cause you to be bold where before you were passive. It can change everything. You can have peace when the storm comes. The Word of God is powerful. And the devil wants to keep you from the Word. He wants to keep you so wrapped up, so busy in, in distractions and little things. She don't speak it out. But even as we sang this, mor this morning, we were singing about the dry bones. It's that little verse. The Lord just prompted me when we sang it. Those dry bones don't come alive unless somebody speaks it. That's power heads. Appreciate all of you for this 10 minutes that we've had together. <laughs> I want to say something, just everybody bow your head. If you, and we did this last week, but you need to yield your mouth to the Lord. I want you to just lift your hand. No one look around. And we're going to pray together. Yes. Yes, see all those hands. Yes, thank you, Lord. Father, for every hand that's raised, we agree together right now. In the name of Jesus, we yield our mouth, our tongue, our words. Lord, we want to be like you. We want to speak words of wisdom that bring healing. We want to speak words of encouragement. We want to speak words that bring edification and build people up. We want to be the light of the world, the light of men. You've called us to light the path and light the way that others can see you. We want to release love through our words. And yes, we do stand for truth, but we speak the truth in love. And I thank you that that combination is what we're called to. Let our words be full of grace. Let them be seasoned with salt. Let there be no corrupt communication proceed in our mouth. And Lord, we thank you so much for touching our mouths. And Lord, we yield our tongues completely to you. And we give you thanks. Just keep your heads bowed. Anyone here that needs Jesus today, say, I need the Lord. Maybe you've made this decision before. But you know in your heart, you need to get right with God. You need to come to Him. That you just lift up your hand, we're going to pray. Anyone in this place, thank you, Lord. Let's just pray together. Say, dear Father, thank you for Jesus Christ. 
who died for me. He paid the price. I can't earn it, and I don't deserve it. Thank you, Lord. I believe, and I'll always believe that you're Lord and my Savior. I'll live for you, and I'll follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, amen, amen. Amen. We're never twisting God's arm. He's already done it. We're just agreeing with him. And some of you need agreement this morning. Ask the prayer partners to come down. If you need prayer for anything, need an agreement for God to move and work in your life, there's nothing too hard for him, nothing too small for him. He will do it because he backs up his word. It says, even the angels respond to the word of God. They're here to minister to the heirs of salvation, but they hearken to the word of God. So the heirs of salvation need to be speaking the word of God, which activates your angels to move in your behalf. The angels are waiting and ready to move for you. But you've got to activate them by not speaking your words or make his words your words. Speaking forth the word of God, he'll make all the difference. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. If you need healing in your body, I invite you to come down. Nothing is out of the realm of being healed because God is paid the price for cancer. He's paid the price for the arthritis. He's paid the, the price for the eye condition, for that, that elbow that's been fractured. He paid the price for that sciatic nerve issue. He paid the price in full. He's in love with you. And some of you, when I said boldness, you, that was you. You knew that you were supposed to speak to your friend and you didn't. He needed boldness. You know, you can ask the Lord for boldness. So I invite you to come down and say, I need some of that boldness because I got somebody I'm working with I need to speak to. Do you know what God will do? He'll give you boldness. It might be fear and trembling till you open your mouth because faith believes. And then as soon as you open it, boldness comes forth. Let's stand and worship the Lord. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll free at 866-383-8277.